Welcome to the Mike Signorelli Podcast. It's good to have you. Over the next 30 minutes, I'm going to do my best to answer the questions that you're actually asking. Before we jump in, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Come on, let's get started. Hey, thanks so much for checking out the Mike Signorelli podcast for a very special episode about dating and about marriage, singleness, sex, everything you ever wanted to talk about in 25 minutes. It's going to be amazing. And I'm just going to say like kind of on faith, it's going to be amazing because I have a little bit of experience with all those things that I mentioned. And this is a tell all. And you're probably like, isn't this guy a lead pastor? Well, listen, pastors are people too. And it's almost like, I know it's been a while since I've been single. And I know in a lot of ways, I'm super unqualified to discuss this topic. I'm going to go for it anyways, in hopes that it gets you thinking and gives you my perspective. And the only reason why I would give you my perspective is because it's something that Uh, I have to lead people through and I've got a lot of data. So even if it's not my own personal experience, we obviously have scripture, we have God's heart concerning things, but then we've got a ton of data from some juicy conversations that have happened right here in this office. This is my office and uh, we're just coming at you today with a podcast about singleness, dating, whatever. So let me kind of just jump right in. I'm going to start with this. Recently, I had a friend tell me, you need to check out TikTok. I know Gary V is talking about it, uh, but as, as as a Christian influencer, if you will, you know somebody who's putting out preaching clips, somebody who is trying to reach more people with the gospel. You should consider going to try out TikTok. So I was like, all right, I'll, you know, yeah, okay, I'll do that. So I started an account, and just like everyone else in the world, my first video got like sixty thousand views in uh, two weeks, and followers are like, it's just it was nuts. But then as I begin to like sort of lean into that platform a little bit more and swipe through a ton of content to see like, okay, these Gen Z's, you know, super young millennials, like what are they struggling with? How are they thinking? Um, The average median age for my congregation is 25 to 35 years old, which is young, younger than most churches in America. So we already have like that scenario, but then TikTok is like even younger than that. So I was like, you know, what, what is on this platform? platform. And, you know, it's because it's a lot of teens, it's all about dating and that whole game. And, you know, a lot of what we experience, and this is kind of like my first major point, there is a primal part to dating and, and marriage. There is a human primal uh, instinctual physical part of it. And I want to address that because I am sick and tired of the church and church people reducing it to spiritual. Like we are not spirits just floating around. And, you know, like f- there is a physical part to us and people are attracted to people. And this is a news flash. You don't like marry someone and then all attraction to the billions of other people on the planet just instantaneously stops. Like marriage is not a cure for attraction to others. There's a good quote for you. And I think that the church needs to start treating dating and marriage and singleness and the whole like spectrum of this topic with a level of understanding of human biology. Like I'll put it like this. One thing that I have been told over and over again for the last like 
several years is I love the way you smell. Something that my wife tells me all the time is I love the way you smell. Women from our church hug me and tell me they like the way I smell to the point where I've had to kind of back off on the hugs. We give those Christian side hugs, not the youth group. Can I get my hug hug? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We're going to have fun on this one, but, um, but smells matter. Why? Because of pheromones. Why do pheromones matter? Because it's an indicator of genetic health. And so when so smells are important. And you don't hear pastors and preachers talking about the importance of smell, but your nose won't lie to you. As a matter of fact, have you ever been attracted to someone, went on a date with them, and then been like, there's something just wrong? Like, I don't know what it is. Uh, they're beautiful. They are very funny, but I don't like the way they smell smell because there's something genetically that your body is telling you and that and you could study that I'm not a scientist but I've studied enough to know that that, that these things matter and the physical matters and uh, a lot of times I'll have couples come to me for premarital counseling I don't do premarital counseling anymore because we have a pastoral care team that provides that care for people um, because I'm pastoring pastors now in this season but I've had a lot of uh, premarital counseling sessions where where they're like, man, we're having such a hard time keeping our hands off of each other. And I'm like, well, listen, we're not going to celebrate sin because God does have a standard and there is a reason for it. But we are going to celebrate the fact that you are wildly attracted to each other because it's about time that when you do get married, Christians start making marriage look good and appealing. And uh, sex is something that should be celebrated in the context of marriage. And I am so glad that you are all over each other. But let's just put some proper boundaries in place, because if you can't prove that you have boundaries on this side of singleness and, and leading into marriage, then uh, there are going to be sexless seasons in your marriage where you're going to have to prove that you are a boundary uh, abiding person. And so in other words, like your, you know, your wife has a child or uh, heaven forbid there's sickness and there, and, and let's say sex is not a, an option. There are sexless seasons where sex is not an option. You have proved that you are someone who can abide by boundaries. It's really hard to prove that you're not going to step out of the bounds of marriage when you didn't step out of the bounds, uh, when you didn't abide in the bounds before marriage. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, we teach it that way. But at the same time, Sometimes we repress people's sexuality in the church. We rep- we repress it. We're so worried about what people are wearing. Um, and, and yeah, th- this stuff matters, right? Uh, be- but at the same time, as I've been kind of like scrolling through TikTok and cringing through a lot of the videos, I'm what I'm seeing on a biological level are people like fishing. You know, they're like trying to bait people. They want the clicks, the likes, and all that. But they also they're looking. They're looking. And now, granted, outside of the con- context of um, like biblical boundaries, they're, they're, they don't care about that. They're trying to hook up, whatever. And it's a really crazy world, but it's just, you know, it matters. And we are, we are an increasingly visual society. Like one of the big things on TikTok right now, and to me, this is like crazy, is one of the things that's going viral is people painting their 
their nose, like taking black Sharpies and, and like, and actually recreating their profile by blacking parts out and then silhouetting it so that they have the nose they always wanted or the chin or the, the jawline, like jawline is a thing. Like, like the, the young people, like if you're listening, this is totally like you're, you're either young and you're, and you're cringing that I'm even talking about it or you're older and you're getting educated right now. But like kids care about other kids jawline. Kids care about other kid, the bridge of their nose, like these things matter right now. And I, and to a certain extent, they've always mattered. And it's, you know, back in the day when I was coming up, preachers wore suits and that was a version of peacocking. So in other words, it was like, look at how much money I'm wearing right now. Like I'm successful. Like you can't even afford this suit. And that was the big scandal. And now it's, you know, fear of God. It's off white. It's literally their outfits still cost the same amount of money as the suits did, but it's streetwear and it's peacocking and just another version of it. And that's part of it. And I, I really want to empathize for my single people because because I mean, there, okay, let me just really give you a window into my, into my mind. When I was really in the dating scene, it was the early 2000s and YouTube didn't exist yet. And actually what's even crazier to think about is there were no makeup tutorials. Like my wife was talking to me the other day and she's like, we just sucked at makeup. Like you just were either good at it or you sucked at it. But now because of YouTube and Instagram, IGTV tutorials, uh, my five-year-old is better at makeup than your average woman was in the early 2000s. Like literally I watch Everly do makeup. One, one night as an experiment, Everly did makeup for Julie and we were blown away. She's five years old. She was even holding the makeup and like showing the products because that's what they do in the videos. And we were like, this is insane. And so I think the level has changed. I think it's fierce. It's fiercely competitive. I even think for pastors, we feel a version of this because dating is just another way of saying baiting your hook. Like, what are you showing? What goods are you putting on display that are going to be the impetus for somebody to say, I want to click on that. I want to swipe that. I will, you know, I want to DM that. And you, it's like, I can only imagine like, I mean, Oh man, I can only imagine what you're going through if you were in the dating scene right now. And right. Because it's, there's, it's algorithms. It's like, you know, people, you can't be fit enough because there's someone who has more lean muscle mass and has the right curves. It's like, you can't uh, be beautiful enough because there's, it's that, that window shopper phenomenon where I, I I'll be straight up with you. Like it's the game has changed. Even people feeling like, well, there's someone that's more beautiful out there. And you know, there's someone who I'm more compatible with. Like you think about early two thousands, like late nineties, early two thousands when I was dating my wife and I emailed each other. We, we talked after nine because minutes were free on cell phones after nine. I mean, this was like the era that we come from. And, and so it was almost like, 
you know, I actually, I remember Facebook for the very first time because Zuckerberg's like, I think a couple years older than me, we're, we're close in age. And I was in a big 10 university while he was in Ivy league university. And so Facebook started first within like the Ivy league circles. And then I remember when Facebook opened up to the big tens and you had to have your own email, like from a, you had to have an email address from a big 10 to get access to Facebook. And I remember when I was in on it, like, like ground level, this is like straight up hipster of hipster talk. But I remember logging in, making a profile and then realizing that I can find the girl from my English class in college. And, and it was the beginning of this like voyeuristic, weird feeling of like, like not only can I like stare at her like a creep in class, you know, and, and, and hope that I can muster up the courage to eventually talk to her. But like, I can stare at her pictures on Facebook, like a creep and see if I can find more out about it. It was just a weird, I remember that being weird to me and it was exciting and bizarre at the same time. And then even being disappointed when I found out that the, your average person could have Facebook. I remember when it opened up to my students, when I became a high school teacher and that being really weird to me because I was like, I like now they can have it too. Like they're going to ruin it. (laughs) But I say all that because it was, it was like when I was dating Julie, I literally was dating her before like pre Facebook era. And just the idea was if you met someone who was cute and they were a Christian, you just straight up married them. Like that was basically the, the qualifications nowadays. It's like stand in line and it is so fierce. And I empathize so much Um, and, but I also think people have lost their minds over preferences. And this is my biggest critique. I'm kind of talking as like big brother slash dad, pastor Mike right now, but people have become so preferential that they're remaining single longer. And this is maybe where there'd be some controversy, but I'll put it like this. Julie and I looked like we were good for each other. I mean, she, I'm six foot with shoes on. She's five foot two. You know, so we looked like a wedding cake topper, you know, the traditional like guy, woman height ratio. We were both Christians. I wanted to do ministry. She wanted to do ministry. I can sing and play a guitar. She can play a guitar and sing. You know, we looked like the cliche of like, yeah, of course, they're supposed to be youth pastors. <laughs> like, you know, that. T- but the thing is, the truth is. Uh, she had little or no skills for like long-term committed relationships. I had little, I, I had negative, like negative 1000 skills and we were terrible. And like, we had to learn how to be married. We had to learn how to communicate. We had to learn how to be compatible. Even like that initial primal biological compatibility, that stuff fades. I mean, your brain is lights up like a Christmas tree when you're around somebody and the smells registering right and ever and like the touch and the feel and the experience. And it's like your brain is binging on oxytocin and serotonin and all the it's like, you know, it's like this is amazing. But eventually what happens is the receptors in your brain adjust to that, that caliber of experience. And that becomes your new norm. And it's why you can see people in long-term relationships and say, 
well, they don't appreciate them, but they don't appreciate them is a true statement, but could it also be a biological statement? And so we had to go on the journey of how do you rekindle that excitement? How do you rekindle the, the dopamine? How do you rekindle, you know, how, how do you stay satisfied with someone um, because the feelings aren't heightened like they are. Cause I have had friends and I think I'm seeing this uh, a lot in the dating scene who are addicted to the dopamine of new person experiences, even Christians. I mean, it's like more exhilarating to just go on a ton of dates and ride that new relationship feeling than it is to actually go on, uh, you know, to, to go on the journey of, can you rekindle that feeling? And so I, I, that's a very long way of saying, what if your preferences are the reason why you're still single? Because if you could get past some of those, those initial objections, you would find that you still don't know what it means to be a wife. You still don't know what it means to be a husband. And you're going to have to learn that anyways. Like, or what if their body's not all that, but you guys just go to the gym together? Like, what if she's 300 squats a month away from the body that you wanted so badly, but everything else is there and you guys just build a value for getting fit together. Like what if you just lower your, your preferences without lowering your standard? And that was, that's like, cause like there's a difference between standard and preference. Like, I think the thing about it was, and when this is maybe me like talking to TikTok right now and the TikTok audiences, but it's so insane to see these 1% like people physically 1% people like it's so that, that I think that biases your brain towards this preference that should not be your standard because it's like, it's like you're, when you're flipping through the TikTok experience of dating and it's like, and you're waiting to hit the proverbial jackpot, that's the wrong metric. And I'm just going to say this. Y'all are young people. Like you are all going to be ugly in 20 years. Every single one of you, like I'll, I'll put it like this. Like I look back on the people that I went to high school with. And if you're listening right now, I say this with the utmost respect, you're ugly. Like the people that I went to high school with are all ugly. The girl, the, the most beautiful girl, the one that I was like, man, I told, cause I was like a late bloomer. I did not, uh, even, I had my first girlfriend around 15, like, which is kind of like late bloomer status, especially where I was from in the hood. But then, uh, you know, it, it was like, and I was very slow to get started with, you know, the dating game, the whole scene, like college was, for me was when I went all in, but you know, I, I just had this, this, I this like, man, I could be with this girl. She's the cutest girl in my class. And I look back, I'm like, man, that girl is ugly now. So it's like you get, and then you go to an old folks home just to extend out this analogy. Cause some of you think I'm lying. Uh, show me a drop dead, sexy 80 year old. Uh, they all turn into the same generic old person. You're just old. You're just ugly. You're just, so there's gotta be something to be said about, is there a way? And maybe this is, this is kind of like where I'm going to land the, the plane. Cause this is part one, but is there a way to keep your standard, but lower your preference? Like, uh, let me put it like this. If I was going to preach it, I preach it like this. Do you have a pornographic preference, but you need to just have a biblical standard? Doesn't that preach good? That was good. Maybe you have a pornographic preference, but you need a biblical standard. And I say that because 
when I look at TikTok, when I look at Instagram, I see pornography influencing more than I see uh, any, anything else influencing because it's so readily available. But again, the the people in the, those in porn are the genetic outliers, the biological outliers. They're not the norm. They're not the standard. And so I feel so sorry for everyone out there. I feel sorry for the guys. I feel sorry for the girls. I feel sorry for people who feel like they are just caught up in this insane window shopping experience. And you, you're, you're comparing, because I'll be honest with you, like, I'm not even what I want to be. Um, and yet you, it's so easy to project the standard of perfection on somebody else. And I guess the real lowest common denominator is, have you met somebody who's willing to change and grow? Because the biggest test is not what they look like now. It's what they're going to look like later. It's not how they act now. It's how they're going to act later. And thank God my wife married potential because I'm just, I just got straight teeth. Like I literally just straightened my teeth in the last year. I had crooked teeth. Now they were clean and they were white, but they were crooked. (laughs) And But the thing was, what I demonstrated to Julie is my willingness to get better. And I think that was enough for her to make a decision and say, he's going to keep getting better, which means 35 and 45 and 55 looks better than 25. And so I would say to those of you who are listening, my biggest suggestion would be find somebody who's willing to change, not somebody who's everything that you want right now. Because if they're willing to change, they're going to get better. And when you go to the class reunion with them, you're going to be like, man, check it out. Like he's buffer than he was. He's better. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to date the person who was a high school quarterback who um, has got a beer gut. And, you know, it's, it's like you want to date the person that's like, man, Maybe, maybe they're not all that, but man, they are showing a capacity for change and growth. And I respect that. And if I can go on that journey with them and I can be on a journey of growth and change, then 20 years from now, we'll be someone else's hashtag goals. And that's my, my goal. I don't want to peak. I don't want to, I don't want to look, you know, I'm looking at all these people, like there's going to be people that in this era that you're like, man, I wish I had their influence. I wish I had their platform. I wish I had their body. I wish I, but they're, but you don't realize they peaked and, and they're, what they're doing, what they're baiting their hook with now is reeling in all these guys and all these girls and all these people that you wish you could reel in, but you don't realize that they've peaked, which means that the, the, the sands of time are already working through the hourglass of history and their time is already running up. And so my challenge for you, whether you're single, dating, married, if you got anything out of this is, are you willing to get better? And what does that mean for you? And if you can find somebody who's also willing to change, you don't change your standard, but maybe you just change your preferences and that can open the door for you to move into this next season of your life. So if I set anything off right now, if if right now you're like, man, Pastor Mike, there was a lot you said that I wish I could speak to you. you might get the opportunity. Why don't you do this? Hit me up on social media. It's Mike Signorelli underscore S-I-G-N-O-R-E-L-L-I. So Mike Signorelli, then an underscore on Instagram. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on TikTok. Let's try to redeem that platform for something, something good. Um, And hit me up on YouTube. I've got so many resources to help you. As a matter of fact, if you go to my website, www.mikesignorelli.com, you can actually get a free ebook resource, New Year, New 
me. Uh, and then you can find the links to all my other social there. Thanks so much for listening though. Share this with a friend. Let me know what you thought because I am going to be doing another round of this and bringing on uh, the show some very special friends to me who at this point are single and they're going to give their perspective and it's going to be a good time. So anyways, I will talk to you real soon. Uh, thanks so much. Rate this podcast. Give it five stars. Give me a review. Uh, let's keep this thing moving. If this helped you, tag me in something so I know that it helped you and I will see you guys next time. If this episode helped you in any way, visit MikeSignorelli.com and sign up to receive encouragement and resources directly to your inbox. I'll see you over there and I'll see you next episode.